You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit. This is Ord Energy Mon. Good morning. Today is Friday, April 4th, the 95th day of 2008. There are 271 days left in the year. Today's highlight in history, in April 4th, 1968, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., 39 years of age, was shot to death as he stood on a balcony of the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. The killing sparked the wave of riots across the U.S., James Earl Ray later pleaded guilty to assassinating King, then spent the rest of his life claiming his innocence and attempting to withdraw his guilty plea. He died in prison in 1998. On this day in history, in 1818, Congress decided the United States flag would consist of 13 red and 13 white stripes and 20 stars, with a new star to be added for every new state. And then this day in history, five years ago, the U.S. forces seized a Saddam International Airport outside of Baghdad. I want to thank everybody for sending in their happenings. It turns out, yes, that be, yes, it is spring, and there is a lot of happenings in town. Did you know that today is Oil Independence Day? That's right. Put out by Addicted to Oil, this is a party. But it is a goodbye party. Why? Because we're addicted to oil. Today, around the world, people are thinking about why they are using so much oil. And, um, well, nobody seems to notice that oil is a dollar, a hundred and, I was going to say a dollar, a hundred and four dollars a barrel. So... Yep, I go every day pretty much and look at the price of oil because that means the cost of everything is going to be higher. So in happenings, as part of Asian Awareness Month, on Fridays from April 4th through the 25th, Henna Body Art at the SIUC Student Center Craft Shop Lower Level, 5 to 9 p.m. every Friday for this whole month, the art of henna has been practiced for thousands of years in many Asian countries for special occasions. It is now widely accepted as an art in self-expression and individuality. There is a non-permanent tattoo, and the actual time needed to sit for a tattoo can be less than 15 minutes, well, or longer, depending on how intricate the design is. You can bring your own artist to decorate yourself. For more information, contact the Student Center Craft Shop at 618-453-3636. Today, Friday, April 4th at 6 p.m., One Life Lost, Many Lives Changed. The African American Museum of N Southern Illinois presents a tribute to Dar Dr. Martin Luther King at the University Mall across from the food court. And today, Friday, April 4th at 7.30 p.m., Wishing Chair appearing at Cousin Andy's Coffee House in the Fellowship Hall of the Church of the Good Shepherd on Orchard and Swartz. Uh, Wishing, Wishing Chair is a multi-instrumental um, group. More information on the web at CousinAndy.org. 
Now, some people don't think of uh, St. Louis as part of our region, but the boycott today and tomorrow at 8 p.m. at the Ivory Theater at in St. Louis, this, this show, The Boycott, is a one-woman show, the story of a woman with a simple goal, save the world from global warming. Catherine, struggling with panic over the fact that serious climate change is happening now, sets out to create a film that made it a different. The Boycott, a movie with a, written within a play, is about Lissa Stranton, the first lady of the United States, who launches a n- nationwide sex strike to fight global warming. That's with a big explanation point. A nationwide sex strike to fight global warming. As the play unfolds, the story of Catherine and Lysa interweave as they both attempt to change the future of the world. Along the way, they each find help in unexpected places. Lysa is aided by her impassioned daughter, a high-tech secret service agent, as well as a plucky Brazilian tree frog she meets on the astral plane. While Catherine has the assistance of her friends, the extended DVD of The Lord of the Rings and its significant amounts of organic fair trade dark chocolate. For more information, call 61 I said 614 314 call 314 368 7306 or visit dub3.hideware.org that's h y d e w a r e.org. Saturday, April 5th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pitch in to spruce up the Interface Center and the Labyrinth Peace Garden. Have you had a chance to go see the Labyrinth Peace Garden? Um, It's very interesting because it's right in the middle of the chaos of lots of cars driving all over the place. But you go in there, and it's not very loud, and it's very peaceful. It's very kind of weird and interesting and how it should be. They need help with landscaping, painting, and yes, window washing. You can start with coffee at 10 a.m. and finish with lunch at 1 p.m. Bring a fan, bring a friend. The more, the merrier. Um, you can let them know you're coming, or you can just surprise them and show up. They've got lots to do. Again, that's the Labyrinth um, Peace Garden Cleanup. More information: five four nine seven three eight seven. Saturday, April 5th at 11 a.m., the first annual Southern Illinois MS Walk will take place around the 2.5-mile trail around Campus Lake, starting at the Campus Boat Dock. The first annual MS Walk is sponsored by the Illinois Healthcare and PASO. Um, Contact Alpar for more information and sponsor registration forms at 559-3132 or D-I-A-L-P-A-R-R at S-I-U dot E-D-U. Now, here's something close to my heart. I actually got to be one of the judges at the Iron Chef contest last year. Unfortunately, this year, I'm not even going to be in town. Um, Saturday, April 5th, that is this Saturday, the Iron Chef S-I-U-C competition will be at Quigley Hall's room 212, 214, and 219 at 6 p.m. Come taste and judge the food at the 4th Annual Iron Chef Competition. This event is a spinoff of the hit TV show. SIUC's own students will participate in a competitive cookout. Who will be Carbondale's next Iron Chef? For more information, contact Abed at abed820 at siu.edu or 416-436-7000. 
453-5714, or you can, or the Student Programming Council at Visual Arts at spc4fun.com. This is a jam-packed week. Next Tuesday, April 8th, at 5 p.m. in the Student Center at the SIUC campus Mississippi Room, Dr. Neon Schlenker, an Israeli speaker, is going to talk about Israeli humanitarian aid missions to Africa and other parts of the world. His lecture is titled, Tears and Smiles in Black and White. Israeli Humanitarian Medical Assistance in Africa. Contact Revital Yona, Israeli emissary to the Jewish Federation of Southern Illinois, Southeast Missouri, and Western Kentucky at 314-956-9246 or revitalsmokyfed at gmail.com. And then next Wednesday, from noon until, well, I guess... There's a question mark, so I guess until the music stops, because it's Live Earth, a free concert to raise awareness for Project Eco Dogs, the Green Referendum, and climate change. More information about the Green Referendum, dub3.secsiuc.org slash fee.html. Free food at 5 p.m., nine musical acts, in concluding with David Rovex. We've had David Rovex. Um, we've played a, quite a bit of music on our show here. More information, and you can listen to his music on his website, dub3.davidrovix.com. He will be playing at 9 p.m. So it looks like noon until at least 9 p.m. Music all afternoon. Live Earth, a free concert to raise awareness for Project Eco Dogs and the Green Referendum and Climate Change in our region. Also next Wednesday, April 9th from 7 to 9 p.m., you, you are invited to an introduction to the science of spiritual healing, its historic roots in universal spirituality, presented by New Thought Healer Ali, to be held at 704 West Elm Street. You can call Ali at 1-618-698-8001 for more information or to RSVP. Now, I announced this once before, but I want to announce it again. This is a biointensive gardening class at Hickory Lodge Community Garden, Saturday, April 12th, from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Can you dig it? Learn to increase your vegetable yields in a smaller space while improving the quality of your soil over the long term. Help build a community garden that will benefit the Good Samaritan Food Pantry. Now, what's really interesting about this is you are going to learn how to do biointensive gardening. But in the process, you're going to grow food for people who need food. All the food in this community garden will be donated to the Good Samaritan Food Pantry. Now, the class limit is only 25 students, and I honestly don't know if they're already full. Um, the instructor is uh, Dana Carner, biointensive teacher and environmental educator. To register, livingsoil at hughes.net or 319-0542, and pre-registration is required. And our final happening, remember, if you want to have happenings, get on our happenings list. Um, honestly, if I had more happenings, it would be the whole show, but 
if things are happening and you want people to know they're happening, please email them to info at yourcommunityspirit.org and also email them to treesong at treesong.org. Wildflowers of Southernmost Illinois, Thursday, April 10th at 7.30 p.m. Tracy Evans, a biologist with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, will help refresh our memories on the beauty of wildflowers, both common flowers and the threatened endangered species that are found in southernmost Illinois in the spring at the Shiny Group Sierra Club meeting this Thursday, April 10th at 7.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Township Hall. We'll be right back with the news. Good day. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. The news. First, an editorial. Energy costs rising, the perfect storm. According to Wikipedia, the popular internet encyclopedia, the phrase, the perfect storm, refers to the simultaneous occurrence of events which, taken individually, would be far less powerful or catastrophic than the result of their choice combination. In other words, a perfect storm is a combination of bad events that happen at the same time and really just make, well, a big mess. Such occurrences are normally rare. Unfortunately, there are some experts that believe we have the potential for several events in the electric industry to combine and lead to a perfect storm. These events are increased electricity demand, a shortage of power plants, new climate change regulations and policies. According to the Energy Information Administration, a division of the Department of Energy, U.S. electricity consumption is projected to grow 53% between now and 2030. Think about that. How many new items have you added to your home's electric load? Do you have a new TV, a new computer, a new game console? Let's take one example. Plasma televisions. The sale of these new large-scale TVs is projected to more than double between now and 2011 to over 7 million units per year. While I know some of those new units might replace older televisions, we were recently reported that plasma televisions use over twice, that's right, twice, the electricity that current television use. I doubt if many older televisions will be replaced with the same size unit, as it seems, well, we all want bigger TVs. Many of you probably have made strides in energy efficiency improvements by installing heat pumps or new refrigerators. It appears that many times we outgrow that efficiencies through size upgrades with larger homes and bigger and more televisions. Or bigger and... bigger everything. So... So while the growth in electricity consumption continues, there has not been a new pace with construction of new power plants. And actually, um, I mean, part of it with the new power plants is the cost of building a new power plant 
has gone up 27% since, well, 27%, I think, last year. Let me find that article. But 77% since 2000. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just scary. So, I mean, well, it's not scary. But it just makes it so that they can't afford to build new power plants. And so they're going to have to come up with uh, different ways of producing the power. So this right here is a notice from Egyptian Electric Co-op. The board of directors of Egyptian Electric Co-op recently adopted interconnection policies designed, designed to assist members who wish to install alternative energy generation systems, such as wind or solar-powered systems, interconnected to the co-op's electric grid. For residential systems of 10 kilowatt or smaller, the policies provide for net metering. Now, net metering is where they pay you the same as they charge you. In setting this policy, the Board of Directors enacted a fair and equitable policy that would, quote, encourage the use of clean renewable energy and protect the interest and safety of all co-op members. So, basically, they're saying, well, if you want to put in power that will make it so we don't have to build a power plant, go for it. And more and more utilities are getting on board. Ameren was supposed to have enacted a policy, I haven't actually seen the policy yet, April 1st, that allows for net metering also. So uh, again, net metering is where they pay you the same as they charge you for power produced. Our top news story is Broad and Gore. Obama says he'd consider Gore for climate post in his new administration. Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama said at a town hall meeting in Pennsylvania that he would consider asking former Vice President Al Gore and current climate superstar to assist to assume a cabinet-level position in the administration to help cl tackle climate change. Quote, I will make a commitment that Al Gore will be at the table and play a central role in us figuring out how to solve this problem, Obama said. He's somebody I talk to on a regular basis. I'm regularly consulting with him in terms of these issues, end quote. For his part, Gore revealed back in December that he's not interested in serving as part of any new administration. It's still conceivable, however, that the Goracle would advise any new U.S. administration on climate matters without being an official member. After all, if he didn't, it would viol uh, violate the moral imagination of future generations. Straight to the source, Associated Press, Bloomberg, and Reuters. I guess maybe Gore doesn't want to be tied down by an actual administration. He thinks he could probably get things done better on the world stage on his own. If you get a chance... He, um, Al Gore was on 60 Minutes last Sunday, and he announced a new initiative, a new organization called the Alliance for Climate Protection. The purpose of this organization is to bring forth the fact that climate change should be on our top 10 list. And the, for the average person, it is not on the top 10. Ideally, it should be on the top three in our foremost mind of problems we are faced. And so the Cl Alliance for Climate Protection is going to and has already started doing a big media blitz bringing that to the forefront of our minds. 
If you want to be involved, the campaign is We, WeCanSolveIt.org, The Power of We. And it's just intense. And um, some of my fellow um, Climate Project presenters who present the Inconvenient Truth presentation are on the website um, and explain, well, what we can do. There is a lot of solutions on this website of stuff we can do. So wecansolveit.org. Get online and let's do stuff. Another news. Highway to Nowhere. California's Hydrogen Highway runs into roadblocks. Despite California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger's executive order four years ago that hundreds of hydrogen fueling stations be built in the state, Narrier One has been construction. Depend on whom you talk to, the blame for the sputtering Hydrogen Highway lies with energy companies and utilities for not... Blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to leave the list of people who are not making it happen. Schwarzenegger is one of them for under-researching and over-promising or just plain old bureaucracy. Mary Nichols, chair of the State Air Resources Board, is still optimistic that 50 to 100 stations will be built by 2015. If so, that will be handy for the drivers of the 175 hydrogen vehicles now on California's roads. Many experts expect that general retail of the vehicles is at least a decade out. Straight to the source... Mercury News. In other news, Johnny Come Lately. The EPA sued over procrastination on greenhouse gas emissions. 17 states and 11 green groups have sued the U.S. EPA for not having made a decision about whether it will regulate greenhouse gases. The lawsuit was filed Wednesday, exactly one year after the Supreme Court ruled that EPA Administrator Stephen Johnson should make that decision. Sources, straight to the sources, Associated Press, Seattle Post-Intelligencer, and the Boston Globe. And just to let you know, um, the U.S. is the only industrialized nation so far to not sign on to the Kyoto Protocol. However, last time I checked, like a week ago, 818 cities have signed on to the Kyoto Protocol. And so the states are taking it, that is, taking the power back. This is kind of funny. Discarded Ken Not Included. Barbies discards to become accessories for girls. We are not making this up. Mattel is planning a new line of accessories for girl made from the scrap fabric and trimmings left over from the sewing of Barbie doll flashings. Quote, the playful-on trend Barbie because collection, including handbags, hats, pillows, and diaries, each featuring its own unique varieties and kitschy patchwork details, will be sold exclusively at Toys R Us, says a Mattel marketer. Barbie because is for the eco-conscious girls who believe that being environmentally friendly is the right thing to do, and we are thrilled to give extra meaning an extra style to what was once just extra Barbie doll fabric, end quote. The press release is dated April 1st, but Mattel folks confirmed that Barbie Because is not a joke. Straight to the source, Business Wire. That's pretty interesting. Um, well, I mean, 
in my mind, it's actually a good thing. More and more companies are figuring out ways to not waste because waste, well, is money and energy lost. And so instead of throwing away all the scraps, they are figuring out a way to turn it into a product. So as far as recycling goes, that's cool. But of course, they're doing it to make more money, but that's how business works. Again, today is Oil Independence Day. Today's tip to save fuel without buying a new car can never, you can never have enough tips for saving fuel when you drive. Of course, the best way to save fuel is to not actually drive. However, saving fuel when you drive, especially with gas prices hitching, hitting such high prices, and actually in my mind, they're still low. They're still half the price of what Europe and uh, majority of the Middle East is paying. One, take fewer trips. This may seem obvious, but simple steps like posting a shopping list on the fridge and only going to the store once a week, combining trips or riding bicycles when you can save quite a bit of fuel. Drive more slowly. Okay, maybe not always, but when you're driving faster than 30 miles an hour, air resistance becomes a significant factor. At least drive the speed limit. That's the hardest thing for me to do is actually drive. Just drive the speed limit. I'm always trying to drive 5 or 10 miles over. But time lights. Many traffic lights are timed so that if you drive at or below the posted speed limit on a major road, you will get green lights all the way. My personal record is over 20 green lights on a 6-mile trip through St. Louis. That was I was, wow, because they're not timed very good in St. Louis. If you make the trip often, you will learn what it takes. In St. Louis, it's actually, you have to drive exactly at the speed limit. And most of St. Louis, it's like 30 miles an hour. So to hit them all green, I was going really slow, but I didn't stop and go all the time. And then the fourth one, coast. Pay attention to areas ahead of you where you will have to slow down. Let off the gas and let your car slow down on its own. There's no point driving fast and then having to hit the brakes. So, and our final news article is, um, living darkly on the earth. Earth hour. Last weekend, cities, businesses, and individuals around the world switched off for dim. Or started in Sydney, Australia last year. Organizers say that this year it spread to about three cities and towns in 35 countries, temporarily extinguishing non-essential lights and darkening landscapes around the world. Internet search engine Google even switched its homepage background to white, from white to black to mark the event. Aside from awareness raising, the event did save a modest amount of electricity, like 5%, um, what you normally use during that hour, but that wasn't necessarily the point. Quote, the main point is not to make a significant dent in climate change, but to demonstrate the need for people to take leadership on their own to address this problem, said Richard Moss of the World Wildlife Fund. Straight to the source, Reuters, Auguste French Press, BBC News, and the Washington Post. Now, I was actually in Saint, uh, I was in Chicago, and we went up to the top of the Hancock Observatory to see the city. And it was it was very cool. That I have never seen the city with, um, you know, the lights on. I had never been up to the Hancock Observatory, but they actually in the observatory had the the lights off. Plus, they had a lot of the lights off in the city, and um, 
at the end of the nine o'clock, from it was from eight to nine o'clock. At nine o'clock, some of them turned their lights back on, but a lot of them didn't. And so, we hung out there for a couple hours. It was pretty cool. Um, so just think about that every once in a while. Have an Earth Hour once a week, Earth Hour party. I know some people uh, this Saturday who are planning to have another Earth Hour party. Um, they're just they're telling people that well, bring candles because the power is not going to be on at their house. They did pay the electric bill, so have fun. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>